today's guest, today's episode for all of my amazing women who are in real estate or thinking about being in real estate. I have a guest today that is going to blow your mind. Understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome to the Stranded Phase Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hurley. Today's guest, today's episode for all of my amazing women who are in real estate or thinking about being in real estate, I have a guest today that is going to blow your mind. She is the brains and the beauty behind Win Investments. And I had the fortunate opportunity to run into her in Miami, Florida a couple weeks ago. And I think we'll probably be friends forever after this. <laughs> As you guys know, my boyfriend hosted a awesome mastermind in Miami, Florida, a real estate mastermind. And I walked into the room as just like the stage hands because you guys know I know nothing about real estate. And I spotted this beautiful girl across the room. And the minute she opened her mouth, I was like, oh, we definitely got to be friends. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, we met because I forgot my makeup at home. And I was like, this is the only person in the room with the same skin color as me. (laughs) So... (laughs) remotely even close so we have to be friends (laughs) so she saved my life on day one and she's back for the podcast now and I could not be more excited to introduce this beauty who knows everything about systems and processes and business development and has just really driven this thing since day one so without further ado let's welcome my guest today and my friend Jen Coronado Yay! Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. I literally need to record that and put it everywhere. (laughs) When people ask me who I am, I'm going to just use that. I'm the best hype man ever, let me tell you. Right. (laughs) I know. So yeah, that was amazing. Um, But thank you so much for having me, for, you know, allowing me to to grace your wonderful podcast and, you know, to be able to just add value. Like, I feel like this is what's so important. This is what women need to hear. And, you know, I'm just grateful to be here. (laughs) So before we even get into talking about who you are, because you have such an amazing story that I'm aware of, you, I want to pack the punch and tell people how powerful you really are. You were just on a panel for the, what was it? All in Momentum Conference. Is that what it was called? Right. It's called All in Momentum. It is a um, an event that is hosted by a few entrepreneurs who have just been crushing it in the real estate game and have been sharing their blueprint of how they've been able to make, you know, multi multi-million dollar companies, how they've been able to scale and they've been teaching us. So yeah, they had us on there because we attended their event five months ago and we were able to get you know, some results from their, what they taught us. So they came, they, they asked us to be a part of the power panel. We, you know, got a chance to go up and share some of what we were able to implement. And, um, and yeah, it was amazing. It was over 120 people who pay, you know, a high ticket price just to be there. So it was definitely a a unique experience and, and yeah. (laughs) Powerhouse. I'm trying to tell you, I just want these people to know how amazing you really are. But for everyone who doesn't know who you are, tell my audience a little bit about Jen. Okay, well, um, as far as myself, well, I reside in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm (laughs) here in the desert and um, I do not recommend to come out here during the summer over 120 degrees. So, um, but I've been doing real estate for over six years. um, So I've helped successfully close over 150 deals. Uh, about 20 million worth of real estate transactions completed. But as we we're a wholesale real estate company, and so we mainly specialize in off-market distressed assets. Um, we specialize in probate, city violation, and fire damage properties. And so uh, I am a proud mom of a brilliant and witty eight-year-old daughter who 
helps me, um, you know, really helps me practice my negotiation skills every night. (laughs) By arguing (laughs) with me fluently. (laughs) Yeah. So she's definitely, if she decides to be a real estate, she's definitely going to be a natural. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, I've developed a unique skill set, kind of what you said, as far as systemizing um, where I've been able to really organize and create systems and processes, not just in my, in our real estate business, but in at home life too. And, and that's something that I'm very passionate to, uh, you know, just to talk about because it's definitely helped me improve my life in so many different ways. And it allows me to, to be able to do so much, you know, as being a mom. And I feel like that's something that most mom can, can apply to their lives and, and really see, you know, a, just a better quality of life. So you keep saying we, you right. run this business alongside your boyfriend. That's right. Elijah. Right. Yes. <laughs> who is like, if you guys learn anything about Elijah, follow him on Instagram. What's his Instagram handle? Uh, Ruben Elijah, R-U-B-I-N, Elijah, E-L-I-J-H. So he is a ball of fire, like on, <laughs> on like an Eric Thomas slash Tony Robbins level. I mean, he packs a punch when it comes to energy. He's the affirmation king. I mean, he brings it to you every single day. And that is your partner in crime and business and your boyfriend. So how long did it take you to get used to working alongside this man day in and day out and living together? <laughs> well, it's definitely been an adventure. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but we actually started working together. So I feel like it's a very funny story that I can quickly share. Um, you know, it's definitely one of those like law of attraction stories that Oh, do, do tell. I love these. So it was, uh, I was working at a job. I was working as an executive um, assistant at a brokerage. And so, you know, trying to climb my way up the ladder and really, you know, get better job opportunities and understand real estate. Um, and I was more on the re- retail side up until then. I've done, I've done everything from transaction coordinating, um, all that type of stuff. But I was in this job and it was, a, it was one of those like good job, like, good, but not great. Um, so I get a LinkedIn message and it was, like I said, a, a law of attraction because at that point I, w- I really wanted to make a shift in my life. And I see this message of someone, you know, kind of offering a transaction coordinator job. And I said, Hey, well, what's the worst? Uh, let me check it this out. Um, I end up going to an interview. This guy has the nerve to ask me to, you know, take a pay cut <laughs> to work with him. Right. Um, but you know, we ended up having almost a two hour conversation. We're talking about all these, uh, books and all these different things that we were connected with. Um, so long story short, I did end up taking that pay cut because I really would just like, you know, to surround myself with positive people. And I just felt like it was, it would be a good opportunity. Um, it, it was actually a group of four of, it was a team of four when I joined. And so, there was a couple that decided to leave after like six months, you know, from me working there. So that left um, myself and Elijah to kind of figure things out. Um, so what I we ended up doing is I ended up taking over all the departments. And um, and so we decided we were just going to rough it, like rough it out and, and try to get this thing going. And and so that's really when we realized that we were working well together. We um, a few months after that, I think it was like three months after um, we had we hit our first six figure month, um, and so that was when we really started gearing up from there. And we started turning, you know, it, it turned more into a partnership, and it was more it was a a personal relationship that was, um, you know, the foundation was all about leveling up. It was all about making ourselves better, and and I think that as we started growing, we started outgrowing everyone else, including you know, like who we were with. And so it wasn't, we were literally working together for over 18 or yeah, 18 months. Um, until we, he finally asked me, you know, we should date once everybody already thought we were dating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So So this is like the typical friends before relationship story. Right. Exactly. So we were doing, working very well together which, you know, kind of got us to doing all the networking, we we're going to conferences, all those things. And it was just, I mean, we were traveling together, we went to a few trips together. And, and it was just, yeah, so we had such a great time. Um, so that really turned a work relationship to a friendship, to a partnership to then eventually a relationship. So when you ask me, you know, how was it working with him? It's kind of like how 
that was that's kind of this is one of the biggest things that helps us grow and that it's like a big foundation is the you know working together um i heard this quote that said you know love isn't love isn't two people looking at each other at each other's eyes mesmerized with each other love is two people who are looking towards you know a goal who are looking towards and helping each other yeah get there so i think that's kind of what we've been able to build that's so amazing. You, I, We talked a little bit about this when we did dinner together in Miami. And I was just like, wow. You know, and <laughs> you even told me like some internal stuff about how, you know, when you first came on to business with him and he just seemed like immature and you were like, no way. And mm-hmm. you watched him develop as a person. Right. Exactly. We both grew a lot. Um, and I think that that's really what made me um, really you know, it's what really made me trust him in a different way because I knew that he was struggling in certain areas, but I saw the work he was putting to become a better man. And I feel like that's really what I what I really liked about him. And I saw his potential and I spoke to his potential and I feel like he liked that. <laughs> of course he did. Uh, dot, 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 any man. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So let me, let me just hone in on that for a second. So you spoke to his potential and any of my listeners know, Chris and I just did a podcast about this, where we talked about supporting one another and what support actually looks like. And so people will say within a heartbeat, yeah, I support my significant other. I support my man. I support my woman. But do you know what support looks like? What does it look like for them? It's kind of like a love language. Like, do you support them in the right way? Right. And so you, um, it's like if, if people knew Elijah, he's bigger than life. Absolutely. And so it's like almost the way that you had to support him was probably almost like from a backseat role for a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like I can do both. I'm very, I can be in the backseat and I can, you know, be in the passenger seat and I can, you know, be in the driver's seat. And I think that that's what it takes to be with someone who's so energetic, who has so many ideas, who, who wants, who's so, you know, ambitious and, and, in various ways, not just monetary, but, you know, he's ambitious in wanting to empower others and ambitious as wanting to, you know, just be a better person. And, and, and I mean, it's just so many different ways and be a better family man, all these other things. I feel like so much, you know, so many times we want to be, you know, we all have this ideal person who we want to be. And we want obviously to, to be able to have people around us who support that person, but more than likely, depending on who we're surrounding ourselves, right? They're they're around us and they remind us of who we're not. Right. Who we can be. Right. And 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 that's really more of an internal thing that people deal with. Like if I, I I've I've realized um just you know with Elijah that sometimes when I'm not feeling so good, I will be more critical. Or mm. I will point out his flaws when I'm not feeling good about myself. That's and so, so real. You know, so so I realized that and I've had to even share that with him. Like, hey, whenever you see yourself criticizing me or like looking at what I'm doing wrong, check in with yourself because that's usually what you end up putting in onto onto others. So, you know, when we I place was, our insecurities onto other people. Hands right. down. Exactly. So I think that that's kind of what we've started doing for each other. Like he spoke into the woman I wanted to become and I spoke into the man he wanted to become, you know, and yeah, that's kind of how how we've been able to really work through. It has not been easy at all. You know, like you said, support is not does not look like like, hey, I support, you No, it looks it looks like I don't understand why you're doing this. Yes, (laughs) I don't understand why you're like this. So make me understand. (laughs) Exactly. So make me understand. Like, let's figure this out. (laughs) Girl, it's really not. I always, I always say that because support in my relationship sometimes looks like the ugliest thing you've ever seen. Like support may look like me watching my son for four days alone because Chris has to go to a conference. You know, support may look like, um, you know, me just leaving him alone for two days because he's focused on building a webinar that is time sensitive and he needs all the time to focus on that, you know? And it's really yep. like, I just almost got to pretend he's not here. I mean, we talk, like, he don't ignore me, but, you know, like, they, he's focused, focused. But exactly. support also looks like, I mean, he's downstairs with our son right now. So, right. 
it's it's just such a trade-off and that's how we have to support mm-hmm. each other to at the times when he needs to be the best version of himself and the times when you know i need to be able to step up to the plate and it's it is not easy like you said it's not all kicks and giggles it's not like looking looking up while your man's on stage and be like oh i love you so much it's it's none of that it's the hard right. stuff exactly and and be, and i feel like it's it's a very you know i think i've related a lot to being a mom because what I realized, like when I, you know, growing just as my daughter grows, I realized that I don't have, it's not like I have a mini me. I don't have another version of myself. No, I have a child who has her personality. She knows what she likes. She knows what she doesn't like. And I love her unconditionally. However, you know, she, she, she has a way of like, she's very, you know, to her, she's very herself. So Sometimes like what I want her to do, for example, like where, you know, whatever I want her to wear, she's very clear what she does not want to wear. Ooh. And so sometimes that, 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 that triggers something in me, right? Like, I'll just, I'll be like, what do you mean you're not going to wear this? Like, you have to wear this. And I try to impose my will on her. Right. And I realize that, you know, there's only, I have to choose my battles, obviously, but there's, you know, when, when you really love someone and you really want to see them grow, it is going to you're going to face all of your fears. You're going to face all the things that frustrate you in that person because they're going to eventually do something that is against, you know, what you believe in or what you're comfortable with. And at that point, you have that choice. You have a choice to either, right, want to push back and want them to be the way you want them to be, mm-hmm. or you have a choice to just be aware of how they are and how, and, and then just look at what you want and be creative on getting what you want, but not imposing yourself on them. Oh. And so, that, you know, that's the same with, you know, with relationships. Like I have to acknowledge that, hey, I might want you to do this, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm just going to expect you to be who I want you to be. Right. I also have to, you know, just be here and see who you are. And I have to be creative in how I want you to, you know, treat uh, how I want you to do what. I need or, you know, to do one of the things that I'm asking you to do. Exactly. I tell people that all the time. Like, if you find yourself upset with your man all the time, like I have girlfriends that will call me and say like, oh, he's doing this and it's this and it's this. And I'm like, you must not be that focused on yourself right now. Because if you're noticing all these things that he's not doing, you're not focused enough on what you should be doing. Absolutely. It's just you're, you're placing onto them what you want in the work that you should be putting into yourself. Exactly. So exactly. relationships and support and then supporting an entrepreneur are is a whole different thing. <laughs> exactly. And that's why you, you either have to have a very supportive person who's just, you know, you're just supporting them, which is fine. And it works very well for many people. And honestly, like when you're both doing it, like, kind of with what you, you know, you, you and Chris are doing, that's even harder because you both have like, you know, you have a podcast on this side and he's doing all this other stuff on that side. So trying to like... Com- Nothing we do people. aligns. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it does. But... It does. It does sometimes. And we get to go to the same conferences together and we have the same mindset. And so that part kind of aligns. But like, poor poor guy, when he talks about real right. estate, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. Like, <laughs> but I'm proud of you. Like, <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could say that. <laughs> Let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, after hours, I'm like, yep, I do not want to hear that. No, <laughs> no, no we got we have to get, check out and be in a relationship, and that's the part about business that Chris always tells me he doesn't want us to be in business together because he's like, I don't want our whole life to be about like real estate and real estate investing. Yeah. I want to be able to. You're my balance, so when I cut mm-hmm. off work, I want to be able to go to you for something else. Right, I got you. Yeah, I'm like that makes make sense. It does. And that was the hardest part, really getting used to Elijah, because it was like I was used to shutting it off when I went home to your relationship. Exactly. And then when but because we're so passionate, it's hard not to have meetings at, well, one o'clock in the morning at the dinner table (laughs) or just late, you know, while you're in the shower. Hey, because we're so passionate about it. But we won't talk about real estate. We'll talk more about, you know, who we're like our experience. And I think it does help in this, in, in the industry, you know, w- with what we're doing, it does help for us because it just, I'm able to relate to what he's 
you know, his struggles. And I think it's like, I get to see where he's weak, you know, where his weaknesses are. He gets to see mine and we get to really like push each other as well. And it's like, all on the table. Doing? Exactly. And there's no hiding, you know, like, Mm-mm. and I think that that does help me as far as being on top of my game, like making sure I have all my routines at home because, you know, he, like we both know what's at stake here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of struggles, um, what I know about you is that you work really hard as the brains um, behind Win Investments and Elijah kind of leading the team and you guys profit quite a bit through this investing real estate investing business, practically taking Phoenix by storm right now. But from what I understand about your life and the conversations that we've had is that things were not always like this. Can you tell my audience a little bit about you before you got into real estate? Sure. So, you know, I'll take it back when I was, you know, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, when I was 17, um, I think that, you know, this kind of shines the light on. You're only 27? Yeah. (laughs) You better tell them goals. I am goals. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. 2017. You know, yeah. I've lived a a long life in my short 27 years. So, um, but yeah, I mean, when I was 17, I was, you know, I was definitely had big dreams. Then I was, all of my teachers, everyone kind of really spoke life into me. So they always told me I was going to be doing great things. Um, you know, they, I was in honors classes, top of my Aww. class. I was, I loved anatomy. I was like, you know, but I also loved to hang out. So I was like the, you know, and I, I had friends and I had all this, like I had a great life at that moment. I was going to beauty school. I was working at the mall, like, you know, every 17 year old's dream. And, um, and it wasn't, you know, and so that was kind of the thing. I graduated high school. Um, and one year later, um, I found myself or actually it wasn't, yeah, it was actually when I was 18. That's right. So I found myself, you know, I had a three month old daughter by then. Mm. I, so I got pregnant. I was actually three months pregnant when I graduated high school. And so I was already at that moment, you know, I was very mature for my age, but it was still definitely a shock. You know, I I had plans to go to college. I had plans to do so much, but I was, you know, in love with my high school sweetheart. So I thought things were going to be turning out, you know, pretty good. And, you know, I was 18, he was 19. So the pressures of life got to us and and you know it was when she was three months old I remember there was just a week when I literally cried for an entire week I mean I'm not talking about I cried a little bit like I was just crying all day and long all day and night and um and then it got to then all of that really led me to like just this one moment where I'm laying in bed and I'm looking at my daughter and she was just you know the cutest thing And so I'm looking at her beautiful brown eyes and as I'm crying, like I stopped crying and I started laughing. Like I just started laughing and it was like the weirdest realization that I realized like, wow, although it feels like my life is falling apart, it feels like I'm in this dark hole that I can't get out of. I, you know, I look at her and I realize that I, I had a miracle and I had this huge why and that that is where I wanted to, you know, really put all of my energy to. And so at that moment, I made a promise to her and, and I, and I'll never forget it. It's, and it's crazy how these, these moments, they get so engraved in your, in your mind, but yeah, and I'll never forget it. And I remember telling her like out loud, as loud, loud as I could, like, I promise you, baby, like I'm, will do what all that is in my power to give you the best life I possibly can. And you'll never have to go through what I what I'll go through. You know, you won't even know what this is. Like you won't even see my pain. Like you will be able to take this. You know, you'll you'll be able to go through, and you'll be able to do anything with what I'm gonna be able to provide for you. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, it was just a shift. It was really a shift in me, and and I feel like that that was really like a pivotal part where I made a decision that I was responsible for another human. And that I was, you know, 
completely in love and I was in love with life again. And I had a huge why that I was just not willing to sacrifice that nothing really mattered at that point, but you know, that promise. Wow. And so you woke up one day and said, real estate is the answer or how did you transition from? So, so after that, um, after three months, um, after she was only three months old, that was, single mom and I got my stuff and I just never really looked back um and you know and that was really like the start of the even crazier stuff so I went through you know about three to four years of buying cars getting them taken away getting you know not having like literally getting evicted from houses because I couldn't be able you know not houses yeah houses and apartments because I couldn't afford the rent I was supporting my younger brothers at the time as well. So I'm like 19, 20, 21, just trying to figure it all out. You know, I literally was so broke. I mean, it was just did not have any support. I didn't have any support. And um, and but, you know, at the same time, it felt like although there's so much craziness and chaos going on, there was always like the light at the end of the tunnel. There was always one person who was willing to help do something, you know, or willing to give me an opportunity because they saw that I was helpful. It was so, so, so I took many different jobs. I, where I've literally done everything. Um, I've done taxes. I've opened my own office doing a tax, you know, doing taxes. I, um, I've done a lot. I used to do a lot of brand promotions, like just, um, part time. So I always had at least three jobs after that. <laughs> always. Yeah. So freelance like, was your middle name. Like you, you had this thing figured out. Right. So then I, after that, um, yeah, I started, uh, as a receptionist at a, um, real estate investment company. And then that's where I really met a lot of relationships. And then I kind of just started freelancing transaction coordinating and that's where I found, you know, the job at, as an executive assistant, which led me to this, um, yeah, to this company. <laughs> wow. Right. Wow. So you mean to tell me you were not given a silver spoon in your mouth. You were dirt broke with a three-month-old and you still took a leap of faith. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was more of a, <laughs> it was more like you're, you have to uh, jump off of a, a building on fire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> get out of here no matter what it takes right exactly wow yeah. well so I think yeah and I feel like you know the more that I, I revisit those moments like sometimes I have a hard time explaining it because you know it's hard to explain to someone when you don't like you don't even know how you're gonna buy formula for your child you know like and it's real it's not like it's it's so real because and I know I experienced it, but sometimes I look back and I it's hard to imagine that I was, you know, in that place. Right. And and I just want to be able to like show people that there is a way. And then and I always felt like I would eventually, you know, I always felt like I would eventually be um, able to help others. But now to see like wow, that was you know I was a statistic at that moment. Like I I'm not supposed to be here you know and there's so many people who get stuck there because they think that they're you know they look at their current circumstances and they can't imagine you know anything different you know and they can't imagine creating their own circumstances so you know we look at when we don't have resources when all the odds are against us and there just doesn't seem to be a way it's so easy to get stuck there. Like I've been there and know how easy it would have been for me to get stuck there. It would have been easy for me to just find a man to take care of me. It would have been easy for me to just, you know, just um, get lost and, you know, who knows, like alcohol, drugs, anything to try to run away from the pain. But, you know, because I held on to my why, because I had that vision, I felt like that's really what guided me and, and 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 it kept guiding me. And I just give it up to God, honestly. Like, that, that's all I can really say. Well, probably because you put it in the universe. I mean, that's that's that, who you were talking me. to when you told your daughter. Somebody was listening. Right. Right. So, and I, and I, now I, I feel like I wouldn't have changed a thing. Like, you know, if I didn't have my daughter, I feel like I would have still been, you know, just through my environment. Like, my family is very poor. We grew up with nothing. Single mom. You know, my younger brothers, we're all, we don't have any family, you know, out here in Phoenix. So 
we just we're we're all we got. And um, I think that at some point, if I didn't have my daughter, if I didn't have that why, I could have been derailed at some point. Absolutely, a child does something to you. I, right. I, I was intelligent and had degrees, and I had all of those things before my son. But when I tell you, my son just. And I always think it's not that corny why that everybody gives you. It's not that like, I look into my son's eyes and it just makes me know that it's not that. I'm just like, I'm about to hustle for you. Like we, me and you will never be broke. Like I look at my son and I'm like, let's get it. Like all the more reason. Exactly. Like there's just no excuses. (laughs) None, none. None. Because when I'm not, no, exactly. Like when I'm not working, I look at him and I'm like, he's probably like, Ma, what are you getting it right now? Is this for us? Because if not, like, <laughs> what are you doing? They right. make you hustle. They make Absolutely. you hustle. Um, so what was I going to say? Sorry. Um, one thing I don't see is I don't. So if you got on Instagram right now or Facebook, it is flooded with women that want to make an impact or want to live in their purpose or want to do empower others, myself included. But what I don't see a lot is women that are pretty focused on building wealth and dominating the market like you are. Not that you're not about those other things, but you are very focused on building wealth and building a strong business like leaving a legacy, dominating the market market you're in. Because I think for women, sometimes it's so hard. We're taught to be humble and it's so hard for us to step forward and just kind of own that. Like I'm, I'm about making my money. Right. Yeah. What, <laughs> what motivates you daily to stay on top of your game? Like I know I remember having this conversation with you one time and you said that um, people in the real estate game can be really nasty. Mm-hmm. And I know like being a female and just, I'm sure, you know, people have t- took their shot to be run all over you. Absolutely. What, and what I think that that's motivated? one of the biggest like hurdles I had to initially in real estate, I had to overcome. And so one of the first thing I did when I was, when I started in real estate is I really started surrounding myself with people who I, I who inspired me. Mm. And so very early on, I had a few women who, who, who showed me that you can have it all, you know, and, 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 and that's what I really kind of hung, hung on to the, mm. the, you know, the fact that I can, I can have it all. I can have life, you know, I can have wealth. I can have happiness. I can have health. You know, I can have, uh, you know, my faith, my family, I can have all these pieces. Now it's going to take some work and it's not going to just happen overnight, but that it's all worth working for and that, there is, you know, it's possible. And so although a lot, a lot of the people that I've, I've admired are having been, having gone through what I've gone through, I would still look at their challenges and I would relate to their challenges mm-hmm. and I would see how they overcame it. So just to answer your question, like what, what keeps me motivated is, you know, just the fact that is exposure. It's like, I am exposed to, people who are just, you know, crushing it, they don't have to, including yourself, first of Aww, all, thank you. <laughs> you know, being able to see people who are taking action, who are not taking no for an answer and who are just, you know, hitting their goals. Like I, like for myself, I am very, like, I love people. I love connection. I, if it was up to me, I would just be hugging people all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that would literally, can I get I paid to give hugs? So for me, I think that one of the biggest things that I that I did to begin with, and because I was in such in a place where I had to completely, you know, shift like who I was at that point, I literally had to recreate myself. I had to really start being very self-aware. And so was, you know, just four or five years ago. I've always had this like positive, a lot of people would probably call it naive because I was broke then and I was still talking about a lot of stuff I'm talking about now. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, girl, you need to just get to work or stop being so positive. Um, And so, yeah, like I feel like sometimes I don't have that realistic mindset. And so what I would do, I over, I would overcompensate in certain areas and I, 
I, uh, you know, I, I broke myself in multiple ways, like personality wise, you know, financially wise, relationship wise. And so I started really start to be obsessed with self-development, self-awareness. And once I started to understand myself, I started to understand the places that I'm the weakest in. And then I really started honing in on those areas. And mm-hmm. so, and that is what make, increased my confidence because when I, Put my when I go into a room, you know, and, and now there's more women. But when I first started, there was, I was easily, you know, the only woman, let alone Latina, in the room. And you know, I'm going in there with my hoop earrings, you know, with my <laughs> hair, and I had to really understand that I could be in a room and be completely different and bring my A game, you know. And so that that in the real estate world. You know, it just it takes a lot of confidence right. to talk numbers, to talk to investors, to talk about what you're doing. And so it took a lot of self-awareness, self-development and, you know, just to push myself out of that comfort zone. And initially it was mostly exposure, exposure to other people who could do it as well, including men. When I saw when I see men, you know, they're just goal oriented. They are you know, trying to get it. And, and I feel like that's something that women can really learn from because we want this. We can, because we can. However, a lot of times we let our heart, you know, kind of get in the way. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm interviewing Brian to, um, next week from the mastermind. Oh, wow. And yeah. I cannot get out of my head that he kept saying that I swear women are scared of money. Right. He kept saying, like, you women are so scared of, like, making money. You, like, dance around the topic all day long. Then, like, oh, I I don't want to talk about out loud making money. Like, as if we were taught that that was, like, a a subject that we weren't allowed to touch. Right. Because we, you know, society teaches that we're supposed to be, um, you know, nurturing, loving. We're supposed to be well-behaved. We're supposed to be supportive. And I feel like so when you're going on one on one on a negotiation call and you're having to, you know, talk about repairs on a property and you're having to talk about, you know, what is what the real numbers are, you having to push back and you have to be very stern with what you believe in. And and just, you know, it's like self-promotion. You have to really sell or be sold. So I think that sometimes women have a struggle to really hone in and, and to just be confident in what, you know, what they're saying or what they truly want. And and you see it a lot even in um, women working with women. A lot of times women don't like working with women because they don't know how to charge or they don't know how to, like, okay, we've been talking for a while. We've been having coffee for a we while. We have a rapport. Yep. Yeah, let's do, what are we doing? And and I feel like that's, that's definitely something that, you know, it takes a little bit of work, but. You're yeah, so right. I, Dropping you know, that price yeah. out of, your mouth is sometimes like one of the most difficult things you'll do. It, it It's like right. he said, it's so hard for us to talk about money and like live in our worth. Right. And exactly. And I think it's just, we just have to change the way we look at money and how the way we look at having these conversations, you know, a lot of it is, is going to be from that self-belief that, you know, we either don't deserve it or we're going to be pushy. We're going to be, you know, salesy. I don't want to come off as salesy. Yep. Every woman says that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be salesy. Like, why not? Do you not believe in your product? Do you not Mm. think that they need that? If you don't, then you're probably in the wrong business, you know, (laughs) especially if you're your product, then you don't believe in yourself. Exactly. And most people don't buy the product. They buy you Mm. and you can sniff that, you know? And so you literally have to, being that you you have to get in that mindset of you know you want this from me like I am doing you a favor um, for you know and that's what it kind of because you do if you when you really tr- truly provide value whether it's a it, you know investment property like for me investment properties are the best women are just amazing at real estate in general because men like doing business with women women like doing you know certain business uh, especially in real estate women like doing business with women. The only thing is that, you know, the the thing about real estate is all numbers. Mm -hmm. And so you can really take yourself out of it. And, you know, you can talk about your value. And but at the same time, when, you know, when it comes to real estate, everybody just wants to see what what the return is going to be. So yeah, really numbers make sense that. Yeah. 
And it's, <laughs> it's so interesting because every time I interview someone who has gone from a story like yours to greatness and I want the secret, I want to know the blueprint. I want to know how you got there. And if I, and we talk about the one thing that's changed, everyone in, it lines that to self-awareness and self-development that they had to have some breakthrough and understand who they were, you know, their tics, their flaws, their weaknesses, like, and when you understand yourself on that level, and I wish I could explain it in a deeper way, but it will blow your mind when you really learn yourself because you become more confident, you understand your worth, you can stand on your own two feet in your, your worthiness. And you know, when you're affecting others, or you're being, you're affecting someone else. Right. And you know, subconsciously, when you are reacting to something that literally has nothing to do with you, like things exactly. that affect you, it's crazy. It, right. And I feel like, like women, we have such a high attention to detail. We have such a high attention to our environment and we're constantly in a state of being, right? Yep. We're constantly in a state where we just want to be, feel good. I mean, you know, that's why... Women, we, that's why we like to do our makeup and we like to get dressed up. And because the how we feel, we're literally connected, you know, to nature. You know, a lot of, I mean, you can really kind of look it up, but even with the moon, there's a lot of different shifts that happen in our bodies. I mean, we literally, you know, can create beings within our bodies. So we feel everything so deeply. Mm. And so what happens sometimes is that we allow our emotions you know, we allow our emotions to get the best of us. And so we really have to understand our emotions. It's not about suppressing them. It's about understanding them and just redirecting the energy. Mm. We are so passionate and we are so powerful. We just are directing it on all the wrong things because we are not clear in what we truly want. So when true. we're clear in what we truly want and we know how we're going to get, and we have a plan to get it, we can feel all the emotions. But, you know, as soon as I feel it, I'm, I have a choice. Yes. Now, what do I want to do with that? Do I want to, you know, if I feel jealous or insecure, am I going to use that energy to continue having those thoughts or continue, you know, or is that going to get me to my goal? That's literally mm-hmm. how I, I get, I, I just stay very focused on my vision. And if it, and if it's, a, if every thought I'm constantly checking every thought, if it does not have, is not in alignment with who I want to be and the person who's going to be able to create all of this, then I can't entertain it. Mm. So that's one thing I've been working on heavy this year that has been so hard for me is Mm -hmm. saying no to things that don't align with my goals. Right. Like, and on a level that it hurts, but it's so necessary. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not the money. It's not the, the, it's like, I have so many friends getting married this year. Like, it's sick. Mm -hmm. Like, four. And wow. all of them are very close, important people to me. And wow. I just had a bachelorette party come uh, by and I paid to go and everything. And I mean, my son, my son was sick, which was a big part of it. But like, it just didn't align with my goals. Like, I have some very strict goals this year. And I'm mm-hmm. like, these birthdays and these happy hours and these celebrations, like I'm coming up on my 30th birthday. Chris asks me every day, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't, I ain't even thinking about that. And I don't even care. Like, right. <laughs> I want to give a gift to myself of like a popping business and like hitting my goals so that right. in three well, years, I'm exactly where I need to be. So like, right. I'm saying no to some of the toughest things right now, but I'm like, I'm making a sacrifice for a year so that for the rest of my life, I'm exactly where I want to be. Exactly. And, and that, and that's truly what it takes. It takes you self-assessing because, you know, if you, if you really want something, there's going to be a trade-off. Mm. Yeah, you can't be doing the same thing and expecting a different result. That's, that's the insanity. So, so when you think of that, you think, okay, so are these results, the results that I want? And if not, you just, you can literally do it in any way. You don't have to buy. There's, there's not, you know, I've been through so, don't get me wrong, I go to all, I go to a lot of conferences. I love, you know, growing and, and developing myself, but the answer is already within you. You know what you, you know, you know what you've been putting it off. You know what you, who you've been allowing to, you know, to not, who you've been allowing to 
being in your space when they shouldn't be. Negative right? energies. Yep. Exactly. Who you've been allowing to influence you, who shouldn't be influencing you. Oof. You know, who, where you're at, where have you been putting your energy towards, you know, negativity, all those things, gossiping, um, judging others, all those things are just not going to serve you and aren't going to, and aren't going to take you to where you need to be. So if you just are able to write down a couple things that you want to change, do, you know, make a couple goals to change those things. And it, and it's just, a, you know, it's just a little bit at a time. I mean, it's not about being perfect. And, it, and one of the things that, like, the more I do self-development, it's not so much about being, like, a better person, or as in I don't like who I am. No, it's about enjoying who you are now. If you yeah. have that choice now. Exactly. Can, right now, you can be that confident person. You don't have to wait till you, till you have You don't have to put in a year of work to like who you are. You can, exactly. just, you can make that decision right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so now I think, I, when I see my life, I say, how, what, what type of thoughts do I want to be thinking? How do I want to feel about myself? You know, there's times where, like, for example, I've heard, there's times where I, I would hear some criticism of someone. And I know that I, in general, like, because I know myself, I've taken personality tests and I've, you know, had a lot of conversations with Elijah, do not do very well with criticism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, just by even hearing some criticism, like I was, because I know I don't do well with it. Now I can see it. And when I feel that in my stomach, I can say, you know what? This is just an area I struggle with. And I'm just going to go ahead and let it go. You know, because this is not how I want to feel. Exactly. And this is, this is black and I need to take what's black and white out of it and let the rest go. Right. And make, stop making so many stories and assumptions around everything that I was given. Exactly, because then what happens if you're constantly reacting to everything that's happening to you, you're going to be a product of your circumstances, right? Somebody comes up and, and pisses you off or someone says something that hurt your feelings and now if you don't want to do, you know, now you want to take the day off and you don't want to get to work or, you know, you don't like the way someone's treating you, whatever that is. You, if you operate from that mindset of, you know, this is happening to me, you're never going to get anywhere. You're just going to be a product of, however other people make you feel or however, or what problems come that you choose to, you know, like allow to stop you. But if instead you're saying, no, I'm not a product of my circumstances. I create my circumstances. Yep. You you can literally do that just with the, just with the choice. So this is going to be the fun part. This is one of my favorite parts about you and Elijah. Um, Mm -hmm. You guys are, like the king and queen of affirmations and gratitude and just setting the tone for your day um, by basically demanding it and putting it in the atmosphere. And when I say it's on another level, it's on another freaking level. So <laughs> tell my audience about your daily routine. Like mm-hmm. tell me word for word how what it looks like and then kind of how it's been key to your growth. Okay. So my, our mornings are something that we really worked hard on developing a, you know, system that works for us. So, you know, there's no, there's not one like routine that I follow consistently, but there is, you know, what we like to call our guaranteed threes. And so one of the things is that I really like to switch things up. So I will do sometimes, um, so I'll try different things. So I'll give you an example. Um, of what you can do for your guaranteed three three so your guaranteed threes are just three things that you pick that you are going to commit to doing every single morning and what it does is it allows you to take control of your day Mm. so you take command of your day in the beginning these are three things that you can control so it doesn't matter for us it doesn't matter if deals are falling apart we have you know we have um, a lot of like just things falling apart at the office in this business, it can get very hectic. What what the guaranteed threes allows us to do is to create kind of um, that foundation in our mornings where we feel so confident the rest of the day because we already accomplished three things we set out to do. Right. And so, so right now, so the main three things that we usually do um, is our affirmations because that you can do anytime. If we have eight early meetings, you can always do affirmations. We do our grateful list. Mm. Um, so we always talk, think about 
three things, you know, that we're grateful for. And we do our meditation. And so, you know, try to get that in daily. And obviously there's times where, you know, just it doesn't happen. But those are the three things that we've been very, very good on. I mean, now it's almost like clockwork. Now, my routine is also now just from the long time of adding three or my guaranteed threes, there has been things that I had in my guaranteed threes that they're just automatic now. Mm. And so my entire routine in the morning, and I'm not a like, my personality is not a very like procedural. I'm not structured systems, but I'm very, yeah, I'm more of like a flowy type of person. And this is why, because this is one of my weakness, I had to, I started mastering it. And, um, and so, you know, my mornings, I have a glass of water in the mornings. I have my coffee. I have my um, shake, my protein shake with fiber. I meal, I meal prep. I cook my daughter breakfast. I get her ready. Um, we do our affirmations, a grateful list with her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, I do my bullet journal every morning. You know, we do, and yeah. And so then Elijah, I always do our affirmation that we do journaling uh, in the morning as well. Um, and, and I read or I'll listen to Audible and a podcast. So these are things that are just automatic to me. Wow. And so we'll, That's we'll a pick, lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but it really helps set us up for the day because if you at least pick three things, right, and mm-hmm. make them, um, like, we have a whole list of all the different things we've tried before. Um, and so what I'll do, let's say, for example, I'm feeling like I'm not touching base with my family or I'm not connected in some way. I'll just add that to my guarantee threes because I can't control. I literally, once I get to the office, I'll create my agenda, but it can get very hectic. Right. So because I can't control that, let's say I want to touch base with friends. That is a moment where I will take it and I'll do a thoughtful and text, uh, thoughtful and thankful text. And I will literally just write like a par- couple paragraphs and just text it to someone who I've been meaning to just say, I'm grateful for you. Aww. And I will tell them what I mean to my life. And I would just throw that out there because, you know, I don't always have the time to be at every event, to call them or do all of that. And that really helps you kind of touch on all the four areas of your life, family, health, wealth, you know, and happiness. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So it's guaranteed three. Pick three things that you can do. It could be as easy as just making a bed, as, you know, drinking a glass of water and getting your workout in. All right. Guaranteed threes. I got it. I'm on it tomorrow. (laughs) But what I want from you really is I want to hear a couple of your affirmations because y'all's affirmations are sick. Oh my goodness. You're going to make me say it right now. Just just give me like three solid ones that you literally say out loud to yourself every day. Yeah, of course. Um, So we do, I'm a genius and I use my wisdom daily. Um, I tell my, ugh, all of a sudden I'm forgetting them. I can hear you guys saying them every day. Yeah, Venus and I use my wisdom daily. I give myself permission to be powerful. I have absolute certainty in my ability to generate any amount of income I choose. Um, Yeah, I have. Yeah, (laughs) but yes, those are a part of our affirmations. It's like a mantra in the morning. Yeah, that's one of them. The other was, you know, I promise myself to be so strong that nothing can disturb my peace of mind. To talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person I meet. Mm. To make my weapons feel like there's something worthwhile in them. To look at the sunny side of everything and make my optimism come true. So, yeah, these are all the... There's two pages I'm of them. I'm feeling it. I'm like, yes! <laughs> How could yeah. you be a negative person after that? <laughs> exactly. And that's like... Sometimes, we'll, uh, you know, even if we're upset in the morning or something's going on, we'll be like, all right, let's do our affirmations. <laughs> and it usually like completely changes our mindset. And when you think about, you know, what you think about in the morning usually is going to be a lot of the same thoughts. You, it's, it sets the tone for the day, mm. you know, so it gets you, it creates that momentum. It's something easy you can do anytime and you're speaking power into yourself. So when, you know, eventually you develop this, like one of the things that was very, that I realized was very powerful with this. My mom was actually, you know, she let us know that she was going through depression and we were like, what? Like, no, we were literally, we were in denial. We could not believe that she's literally like, look, we're, I'm taking medicine. And she's completely normal told to us, right. but told she was going through depression. And so I said, okay, let's not call it that. Right. <laughs> you know, just not wanting to do it. And I know that, you know, there's people who, I know that, that that's a very serious, I, I feel like I was just in denial and I wanted to just, not you know I just it's my mother so I don't want her 
feeling like that. So I just said, okay, how about this? My, I had got my brother, to both of my brothers together, and we wrote down, We I put my phone recorder on, and I said, all right, we're all going to say all the great things that we love about my mom. And so I recorded my brother and my, you know, my brothers and myself literally like for three minutes saying all the amazing things that we love about her. I sent it to my VA to get it transcribed, you know, got it, got it on a paper and I had her, I told her mom, say these words to yourself in the mirror that your kids told you who you are, you know, because you, I think you just forgot who you are. You just forgot how, how loved you are. And I told, had her and she started um, saying it to herself every single day in the mornings. And, you know, she got off of the depression. It pulled her out of it. It pulled her. She didn't have to take any more pills. Like she completely, completely shifted her mindset. And, and she started reading, you know, she completely, it changed her from feeling that way and being stuck to having a girl's mindset, to being grateful and to, you know, now she's a completely different person. Oh my God. I love it. I yeah. love it. Ah! <laughs> so now you're saving lives with affirmations. I love it. You know, it's just, it's, we don't realize that sometimes when we even say those Tell words. Tell yourself who you are. Right. It, it, we're not used to hearing it sometimes. So it took me a while for a long time to say I can, you know, to really feel like I believed in it. And so now that I say them, I, I believe in them because I've said them for years now. Right. Oh my God. I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I really, I really highly suggest, you know, if you don't have a, you can create your own affirmations. You can, you know, find some online. I can send you the ones that we use, um, Jessica. And then, you know, but well, I, I highly would love suggest- that. I could put that in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. And then also for, you know, your kids, I had my daughter, she was getting, she felt like she was getting bullied at school. I had her do, and she still does her affirmations and that girl, you can't tell her nothing. What? <laughs> You cannot tell her nothing. Yep. I actually have a video of her saying that she increased all her grades because she was doing her affirmations and it made her feel more confident. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, I'm about it's to change some lives. It's truly life changing. And we're really passionate about spreading it. Um, and just, you know, it's free. It's easy to do. It's easy not to do it, but it can really be the foundation that you need to change your mindset and to start, you know, attracting the things that you want. And to start believing them as well. Ah, I love it. I'm like ready to run downstairs and be like, let's write our affirmations. We're going to say yes, this every day. As many as you want. You can create them for your business, for your relationships. You can create them for, you know, a certain goal that you have, even just for the week. Um, Elijah, actually, he wrote down all of his goals. He, he, he had, so he said affirmations like, I am making this much a month for this year. So he recorded it on his phone and every morning he listens to them. So imagine what that power of that subconscious of just reminding yourself daily of what you want and keeping your eyes on that vision. Oh my gosh. Really impactful. Uh, And it's so funny because if someone's listening to this and you don't do this, this is what I want you to know. So I remember like probably a year ago, year and a half ago, I learned about affirmations and I was actually, I don't remember what book I was reading. It's a very, it was either, it wasn't Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think it was Secrets of the Millionaire Mind or something, but it was all about how like affirmations can even be when you pick up a dollar off the ground, you could pick it up and be like, most people will walk past a dollar or a penny. But if you pick it up and you say like, I'm a money magnet, I will attract more Mm -hmm. money, you know, whatever. And I was like, get out of here with that like and I remember thinking like so if I just say things it'll just magically come true and I was driving in the car one day to work and I said Aaron I'm gonna try this thing and I was like what do I I don't even know what to say so (laughs) I think I was just like you're confident and you can do whatever you put your mind to and blah 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 and then I just like sat there and I was like that was so dumb like that's how I felt right But, but you literally like within a week of me like forcing myself to do this, right? I found myself happier. I wasn't thinking negative thoughts. I was believing the things that I was saying to myself because I was allowing the universe to create what I had put out there. Right. I mean, it just was magically like a steamrolling ball. So it's so yeah. real. You just have to start. Exactly. You have to start. And, 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 you know, you want to get to a point where you do believe it. Like I, what I don't suggest, I feel like people can do affirmations for a long time and not believe it. That's like, facts. You have to check that voice that says, you're, this is stupid. 
Yeah. Like you really have to check it because if you think it's too good, then now you're just going to be in cognitive dissonance. Like you're just going to say something you don't believe. That's not going to help. You have to put the emotion into it, you know? And so one of the things is like you can do as well is just think of the time where you excelled before you start your affirmation. Just think of one thing that you've done very, very well. And then just try to feel that emotion of how it felt to be, you know, to exceed. Like, what did you do? Did you make it to the basketball team? Do you remember that moment? Do you remember what it felt like? Can you experience that emotion again? And then now you're going to feel like a winner. You know, so many times we let our fears, like our failures define who we are or define what we're capable of. Like, no, start focusing on the things you have done. Start focusing on how far you have come and allow that to be your evidence that this is real. Mm. Listen, I hope everyone starts affirmations tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Guaranteed three and affirmations tomorrow. And the affirmations can be whatever you say they are, right? Absolutely. As long as you can feel them and they're positive and they're what you want to put out into the universe, they're whatever you think that you say. Or I'm going to put some in the show notes from uh, Jen and Elijah that will blow your mind. Yes. So last question. Uh, All this journey you've been on for the last 10 years, what do you what would you consider the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice. Hmm. I would have to say. um, just love yourself, love your first, you love yourself first, you know, that's really gonna, that's really gonna take you further, that's gonna keep you grounded, it's going to keep you going, because when the whole world does not, is just not working, you know, the way you want it to, you're gonna be at a point where you're just not gonna like yourself very much, and so if you just take those two things, like just love yourself, you, the moment you love yourself is the moment that you give, you know, the universe permission to, mm. you know, the moment that you say, I am here, I'm worthy and I'm gonna, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to do this life the way I want it on my own terms. You know, that is the moment that the universe starts organizing itself to meet that but it starts within you you know because so many people they do everything else because they don't love themselves you know they're they're constantly trying to prove something to someone or we are you know trying to change others and trying to control different outcomes because we want to be accepted we want to feel loved and especially for women it's something that is just it sounds so cliche and i and i hate that because you hear it all the time but you don't really feel it you know, you don't know what that feels like. You, and and it's not just saying, oh, I love myself or it's not just selfies and it's not just something you write, you know, on your wall. It's like it's something that you truly have to start being able to look in the mirror. And the mo- if you can tell yourself when you look in the mirror that I love you, like and you don't and then without crying, like mm. that is sometimes the hardest thing to do. Yes. You know? It is truly hard. It's like you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> and if you can't say I love you to you, how can you love other people? How can you lead with love? It's impossible. Yep. You know, you cut you're you're trying to pour from an empty cup. Mm. So it's like and and the world and it responds to it. And it, and you just keep trying to you keep sabotaging yourself and you keep finding reasons why and keep blaming others and pointing fingers when in reality it all always was you. It always started with you. And that is like a very scary thing sometimes, but it's truly the most empowering, you know, because you you have yourself. Like everything else can be, you know, everything else is up to, like, it can change. It's not guaranteed. And you have one life, you have one moment, you know, um, and understanding that this life, this moment, your skills, you know, your body, what your gifts, they're, they're precious. And sometimes, you know, you have to see yourself like a diamond that needs that, you know, that just needs to get cleaned up. It needs to be cut up for some people to really see their value, but you have to do that work. You have to see the value in yourself before others can. Mm. Listen, this has been 
amazing. You're amazing. Your journey is amazing. And you dropped some gems on us today and gave us like the illest affirmations ever so that if people might be stuck or stranded right now and don't know where to go or where to start, um, Jen gave two free things for you outside of a list of long list that's going to be in the show notes of free affirmations. You can also choose today to love yourself and love who you are and watch things change for you. Absolutely. These are two free things that you can do right now. And that's where you start. You don't need a whole lot of money. You don't need a whole lot of time. You need to love yourself. You need to start with some affirmations and some guaranteed threes and show yourself some discipline. And I can guarantee this will help you build your confidence. Yes, you just said it all in two two minutes. <laughs> I'm good at wrapping things up, it. girl. I, I'm, I'm the, I got it. I can wrap. I can wrap things up. So tell my audience uh, where they can stalk you, where they can see Elijah and you putting these affirmations together and taking the real estate game by storm. Sure. So I'm I'm pretty active on Instagram. I like to show kind of what I'm doing on there, so you can follow me there. Um, it's jen.coronado um and you can find me on facebook you know jennifer coronado um and you can follow you know uh, yeah elijah's ruben elijah on instagram and so but if you follow me you're gonna see him all over my stuff because <laughs> <laughs> y'all support each other in every which way basically right because we're working <laughs> together all day long so. <laughs> well thank you so much for your time and energy and your honesty and vulnerability we appreciate it forever and ever and ever and you know how much i appreciate you and i appreciate you and i love what you're doing and i can't wait to see all the blessings and the abundance that's going to come in your life my dear because you are doing something amazing and i am just so grateful and honored to be on this platform with so many more amazing powerhouses that you've been able to bring together you are a magnet who, you know, you attract powerful women and, um, and what, and just, and you attract powerful people in general, because that's what, that's what you have and what your, and your, your ability to give to others and to want to share with others and to sh- help shed, you know, help them see the light, you know, when they're in that dark place. So, so grateful to be here again. Thank you, my dear. Anytime I'm, all yours. <laughs> I received this affirmation over my life. Thank you, baby. Yeah. You were you were great. Thanks. Appreciate you. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.